I'm still going to say Connor and Wilma stay together. It's definitely Willa, dude. Just definitely. Fuck. I guess I've just been watching too much Scooby-Doo. Anything else before we get out of here? That's the Flintstones. The Velma's. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I've just been drinking too much. Fuck me. We're snakes on a plane. Shit, we're we're, we're death wrestling with ogres. Bah. You're reading documents is what you're doing, Ken. Welcome to Suck 10, where we break down the episodes of the hit HBO series Succession in 10 minutes. I'm one of your hosts, Jamie G. Esquire, the fifth, a proud graduate of the Hanna-Barbera School of Business. I'm here with my co-host, Magna Mills, to break down the fifth episode of season four of Succession titled Kill List. Mills, I think this lends credency to your theory that the entire show is a stealth reboot of Billy Madison. If that's the case, then Tom and Greg are definitely the O'Doyles, right? I'm Magna Mills, and... I am the smartest man alive! Thank you for checking out Suck 10, presented by Regular Dudes Watch Stuff. Find us wherever you get your pods. Find us on YouTube. Find us on social media at Dudes Watch Stuff. You can also go to JoeBlowFootballShow.com. Brings you right to our YouTube channel. And if you like what you see, like what you hear, please like this video, like the podcast, rate, follow, comment, subscribe. Just do one of those things because it helps other people find the show, and we appreciate it. Thank you very much. And this is a full spoiler show. Every single thing about Succession is up for discussion here, including the next time on. This is your first and only warning. With that said, hit us with those episode deets, my dude. This is Season 4, Episode 5, the 34th overall episode of Succession, titled Kill List. Directed by Andres Parekh. This is the fifth episode of Succession that he has directed. Written by John Brown and Ted Cohen. This is the first written by credit on Succession for the duo. While John Brown has two previous individual written by credits on the show. The predictably short and vague plot synopsis is. After the Waystar team heads to Norway. Shiv, Kendall, and Roman consider whether to fight for Logan's crown jewel. Add nice use of crown jewel instead of family jewels. Because that would be an entirely different show. Jamie G, there might not be a lot of people on the kill list, but when it comes to killing time, we've only got 10 minutes starting now. Well, it's time for us to give our overall thoughts on kill list. I liked it. Uh, Let me just start there. I thought the scenery was absolutely gorgeous, uh, getting them kind of outside of the city and outside of some of the normal scenes we see. And the show's been good with that over the course of the you know, the previous three seasons where, you know, they'd either be in, in, I think, Italy one time and overseas and the Hampton, you know, all this different stuff. But this was just beautiful scenery. I really liked kind of this, the scenes where they were riding this like all glass elevator all the way to the top. I thought that was really cool. Um, I thought we got to see kind of a, a, a different side of the kids here. And again, The show's doing a really good job kind of making you root for the kids here a little bit. So this has happened a couple of times now. And, you know, Matson is just a strange human being, dude. And I got to give Ken Dog, dude, Ken Dog some credit here. I thought he was really good in negotiations. He always has been kind of. He messes up a lot, but I thought he was really strong here uh, in the negotiation process with, you know, Matson. And it's just him and him and Roman have kind of this one-two punch, but it is succession, right? So everyone's kind of playing the game. We see Shiv starting to get in there. I thought it was a really good episode that that kind of moved it along in terms of the storyline of what's going to happen here. It brought back this Gojo deal in with kind of a big a big twist to it where now 
um you know the 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 news uh broadcast is on the table too um what does that do to the toms and the sids and all these people of the world right i mean so thought it was really cool we're kind of getting closer to that moment of who's going to survive who isn't um but yeah I, I i like this episode a lot i concur with you there i think you know another we got another banger on our hands here was a little bit sad to see the kids sort of break up but you knew that was going to happen sooner or later could come back together again before the end here. We're just halfway through the final season. And mostly I, I really liked how they backburned Matson throughout the first four episodes, kind of let Logan have his moment in the sun, so to speak. So when you get a big dose of Matson here, I think it both really works and it kind of fills some of that hole that's left in the show without Logan and that big, you know, giant personality and, you know, monster of a man that he is. Matson is, is an interesting, not substitute, but alternative, I would say. And I liked how they pitted the, the Roy siblings against the, uh, the gray beards, the old heads, what have you. I enjoyed that aspect of the episode. It was a nice runner. Well, we've got a bit of a boomers versus zoomers things going on here in this episode. And I do always like to respect my elders. So Mills, What's up with Team Greybeard? Well, uh, Team Greybeard, that's our in-house name for the old heads, as you might call them. In this episode, they are referred to as the Greys, the Old Guard, get that one twice, March of the Emperor Penguins, the Village Elders, the Boiled Eggs, and the Old Ones. And ultimately, I think kind of the Greybeards are the, the winners of this episode, even those on the kill list. Carl and Jerry seem especially happy with their outcomes, and, uh, you know, hell, even Carolina, and, uh, you know, I still hope we get to see Hugo, Frank, and Carl can just go ahead and uh, take his parachute. Jamie G, at what point do you think Kendall and Roman decided to tank the deal? For me, I think Kendall was already there on that drive into work, bumping the Jay-Z. And I think Roman decided when Madsen required ATN as part of the transaction. What do you think? Yeah, I kind of agree, man. And, and I think I think Ken always kind of had it in his head. Um, and then for, for Roman, it was just, Roman's got like this sensitivity, nostalgia thing with, with Logan, right? With his dad. And that was one piece that he knew his dad wanted to keep. And I think at that point you could kind of talk him into it. And again, you got to love Ken uh, with the negotiation, man. So I, I agree with that. On the other side of the coin, Shiv, well, she's all about selling ATN. What do you, uh, what do you think she's trying to accomplish this episode? I mean, is this just crazy pregnancy brain or is something else going on here? Short answer here, I think she's just trying to take back some power for herself. She sees her brothers kind of put the squeeze on her, and she's the type, you know, she is going to squeeze back. She also did seem uh, really concerned about ATN's ties to that presidential campaign. So I think that could be maybe even a bigger factor from her, for her from a, like a moral standpoint than you might think. And I probably have some thoughts on Shiv and Tom, but we'll save those for predictions. She needs to kind of reclaim some power here. Mills, you're not the only double M around here. Hit us with the Matson moment from Kill List. Um, probably the uh, half liter frozen blood brick. Um, I sent her some of my blood. Okay. Uh, uh, half a liter frozen blood brick. As a joke. Well, I mean, obviously, first of all, good one. Yeah. What do you think, Jamie G? I alluded to it a minute ago. Do you think Matson is doing a good job of filling the gap left by Logan Roy here in the show? Yes, but but he's not Logan, and he's totally different. It's creepy. I see him, and I still see Eric the Vampire from True Blood, um, which was fitting with this. But I think it's a good change of pace, and the show needed something. 
nice deep HBO kind of callback Easter egg, if that's really a thing with the blood there. I think I agree with you. Again, I wouldn't say replacement. I would say an alternative. Oh, you know what? We haven't really said anything about Connor, have we? You know that our favorite part of succession is the dialogue. It's time for each of us to give our favorite quote of the episode. I'll go first here. I'm going to go with Cousin Greg. Within the safety of the quad. The quad? Yeah, the, the quad squad. The the Roy Patrol, the, the old team, the fucking, the, the family. The quad squad. I enjoy that very much. That was a good one. You know what? Give me Jerry, because uh, he's got some takes on Europeans and Americans, and I'm here for that. Sure, they're young and they're fit, but they're European. They're soft. Hammocked in their social security safety nets, sick on vacation mania and free healthcare. They may think they're Vikings, but we've been raised by wolves, exposed to a pathogen that goes by the name Logan Roy, and they have no idea what's coming to them. Okay? Mills, what's the deal this week? Does the burn ward resemble the kill list? Not as much as uh, you might think. First up here, we uh, learned that Tom, not a big fan of the Nordic countries. Anyway, Norway, Sweden, what's the difference? They're all descended from the same rapists. Neither is Hugo, because much like Shania Twain, participating in the Olympics don't impress him much. Oh man, that's, that's almost huge, man. You know, those darn tenths of a second, huh? And Kendall decides to take a shot at the Hollywood movie-making process these days. Mm -hmm. It's a fucking sleepy robot in a cave. How is that a quarter of a bill? Mm. And Shiv tells us how she really feels about ATN. Sure, fine, get rid of it. It's a toxic asset. Uh, it's also Dad's pride and joy he died trying to keep. Yeah, well, let's just keep one of his old sweaters. Less racist. And you gotta give Shiv credit for confronting Madsen with a hard truth when nobody else would. Point one might be hard for you, but stop sending people your blood. Flying kind of high here, so Tom makes an effort to take her down a peg. Your earlobes are thick and chewy. What the fuck? Yeah, like barnacle meat. But alas, Shiv is at the top of her game, and she shuts Tom the fuck up by talking about Madsen. He's broad. I used to think you were broad, but you're, you know, compared to him, you're wiry. You're like a fucking spelunker. Barnacle meat. I mean, I've never, I've never had such a thing. That brings us to our Roy rankings, and we're halfway through the final season. How are the rankings shaping up here, Mills? All right, easy peasy. We ranked fifteen characters. As for the record, we both had Sid dead last, Ebba second to last. Sorry about the blood. We had a tie for ten between Connor and Willa. At number nine, we have Tom. Number eight, Carolina. Number seven, Frank. Number six, Carl. Number five, Jerry. Number four, Matson. We had a tie for two between Kendall and Roman. And at number one is Shiv Roy. Uh, agreed on most things here. Not a ton of difference. You had Kendall one. I had Shiv one. I can see both arguments. You had Matson at five. Any reason you're a little low on him? Do you overpay? I think he's overpaying, and I think they still, they still, he he showed his hand, and they have, you know, they have all the leverage. The Roys do. Might have just been a little woozy from being lack of blood. Well, it is time to grade Kill List. And this week, we're going to grade the episode on a scale of 1 to 10 blood bricks. My dude, you're up first here on the list, man. Give it a grade. I'm going to give it 9.4 half liter bricks of blood. How about yourself? 
I'm right there in that same universe. I'm going 9.5. Rick's O'Blood. Great episode. With your vampire ass. That brings us to our predictions. Jamie G, are Tom and Shiv still going to get divorced? No. Sticking with it. I'm going to die on the hill. All right. I feel like they reconcile, but Shiv cheats on him with Madsen. Jamie G, divorced or not, any chance that Shiv and Madsen get together? No. But I told you he was going to try to bang her. She walks, right? I mean, she's ambulatory. I think that puts her in play for him. And it is this weird subplot with Madsen's blood going to come into play again at some point? No. Well, actually, you know what? Yes. I think it's way too weird and random not to come up again. How about the Gojo deal? Is this it? Is it definitely finally happening? I'm going to still say it doesn't happen. Yeah, see, I think at this point, they almost have to. Carl's strapped into his parachute and whatnot. And since they lost ATN, I think they have to do the Pierce deal now. What do you think, JBG? Are they still doing the Pierce deal? They can't do the Pierce deal without Gojo. I just said no to Gojo, so I'm going to say no to Pierce. Speaking of saying no, is this it for Hugo, Frank, and Carl, or will we be seeing them again going forward? Definitely not it. We got to see him again. I agree. I think we see all of them again, even if it's not on a consistent basis. Wouldn't even surprise me if they do the Pierce deal. Maybe the kids bring one or two of them over there with them. And uh, so, Jamie G., what do you think? Is this it? Is it Lucas Metz in the winner of succession? Or will someone else be on top in the end? I think it's somebody else, man. I still Any say it's going to be one of the... I'd still, I'm still going Ken. I'm still going Ken. Jamie G with the obvious answer. I'm going no on Madsen. I think he peaked too early. You got to wait far enough into White Rabbit before you throw it in. I'm going to go with Shiz now. I think she's going to be the belt holder when it's all said and done. Uh, give me one more random prediction for season four. I'm saying we never see Carrie again. You know what I think? I think we're setting up the stage here, like it or not, for a big Connor episode. Maybe even that's the election episode will kind of be a Connor episode. I don't know. I just feel like lack of of Connor here is setting us up for an extra Connor going forward somewhere. Anything else before we get out of here? Uh, Jamie G, I don't know about you, but I always tell my additional manpower to fuck off until I need them. And I've certainly heard of spanking the monkey, but I've never heard anybody call it bleeding the Swede before. Insular, weird, brutal motherfuckers. That's a hell of a thing to say about the Succession fan base. I mean, it's accurate, but still. Love Jerry's little self-own here when she points out that Americans are raised by wolves. I mean, seriously, the American foster care system has really gone downhill since they opened it up to canine animals. Tom calls it a pawn sacrifice, but back in my day, when you did that out at the bar, we called it taking one for the team. I don't want to brag or anything, but my apartment has most definitely been referred to as ikea to fuck. And congratulations, Madsen. Your weird story about sending blood is officially more complex than Brian's backstory about Killer from Half-Baked. Thank you for checking out Suck 10. We'll be releasing episodes each Tuesday, breaking down the latest episode of Succession in 10 minutes. And we'll be back next week to cover Living Plus. Anything to add, Mills? No, please just remember to do the like, comment, rate, follow, subscribe thing again. Regular dudes watch stuff wherever you get your pods. On social media, dudes watch stuff. Search for us on YouTube. Thanks again for checking us out. On behalf of myself, Magnum Mills, and Jamie G, the artist truly known as the Disgusting Brothers, please remember, you can't make a tomlet without breaking some Greg's. Well, these hands aren't going to fuck themselves, so... Go get yourself some Greg's. <laughs>